0: Welcome to the Glenn, Jack, and McAdave show. I guess that's not how they sound. Um, It's pretty it's cool, always so. <laughs> It's always funny how you uh, they have those uh, you know, those guys that in, introduce the shows and they have the, the voice that sounds like You know, it doesn't sound real, but then they show the guy and it's just like some fucking ordinary guy. It's uh, like those guys for the movies that go in a world where (laughs) robots have taken over.
1: Looks like a guy who works at Home Depot,
0: you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Looks like a guy that stands out in front of Home Depot. (laughs) And you come up and go, uh, three? Are you three today? (laughs) Um. Well, how you doing, Mike? Are feeling good? I'm. F-
1: I feel like a, a million dollars, a million and one <laughs> dollars.
0: I feel like about five bucks and some change right now, but we're getting there. Um, you know, it's a, um, we're gonna have a great episode. There's a lot of important things to talk about. A lot of things that. You know, one of the things that we should think about doing. You know, it's it's good to talk about important things. It's good, good to talk about, good to talk about social issues, but it's like we have to balance in some of the positive stuff in there. Some of the stuff that's that's good to hear because, like Mark Dice, I, I I love Mark Dice and I support him, but there's a lot of days I just can't fucking watch him because you know he's predominantly playing. Like CNN, MSNBC clips, and he's he's pointing out the absurdity of the media. But he also he does that by showing you the clip first, and it's like, man, I've just learned that it's better off if I don't know what Rachel Maddow has said the night before. You know, um, <laughs> I, it's it's better it's better for me not knowing. What what Andrew Cooper Anderson what what Manderson Pooper uh what his take on it is because did you, uh, speaking
1: of Manderson Pooper, did you see that that video of him? I guess it was New Year's Eve and he was uh, he Drunk. took a shot of tequila or something. Anyway, it was really weird. Like it was very um man, like you talk about a guy who just really pussed out on camera.
0: I mean, well, I mean, they were taking—not um, to defend him in any way, because um, it, it's actually if you if you look at it, um, it, 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 but they were taking one every hour. They had started. Oh, I didn't know. They had started earlier <laughs> in the day, and and like, they cause... were and they were taking one like every hour leading up to it. But, um, it's supposed to take your body at like an hour to process a shot, I think. Right. So my,
1: my thing was just this reaction, like where he took a shot of it and he was just like acting like it it just was about to kill him. You know, it was, he was like, eh, eh, he was, you know, it's
0: uh, probably some, you know, high dollar stuff.
1: Well, yeah. CNN bought it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they're just ruling in
0: it. No, I, you know, I bet I bet if you're a um uh you know, I bet if you're one of those people who is just uh you know, just an awful awful sort of person that has to um, you know, has to operate at a, a certain level of propaganda and bullshit cuz I don't know, you know, I I guess it's a I guess it's a, a thing does you know, does Anderson Cooper really believe all the shit that he says or does he just know um, cuz this is interesting I, I was reading um there is, have you ever heard of z man so. he's a he it's like i only have read an article but i was li- i was listening to vox day which we'll talk about later on today in the show um, but i was listening to vox day and he was talking about. Uh, well, he was just. Resp- he, I guess they haven't let him monetize his channel. Google hasn't, and then they finally did. Um, and so, he uh, he can do super chats whenever he live streams. Which, if you you're not familiar with that, super chats is whenever they you pay uh, to make a comment, and so, um, for like day he says that he's going to read and answer all the super jets now Owen oh, benjamin was doing that and now like he just gets he when he live streams he has three four thousand people that watch him and so he said like he's like there's no way he's gonna be able to keep that up but um somebody had said had asked him about z-man and he was like had nothing but good things to say about him, but he also was saying, like, I guess Z-Man has said, he's like, I, I like him, but he's just said a lot of inaccurate things about me. And, and uh, so I was kind of curious about him. And it's just some guy, I guess, that um, writes articles on WordPress, or he has his own mm-hmm. website or something. He's a conservative guy. And the article that I was reading from him Was talking about how, in the you know, it was talking about basically how the media had operated for. I mean, ever since probably the '60s, they had operated with an obvious um, liberal bias, Um, and and as the sort of the decades went on, it's it was there, but they they weren't necessarily uh, overt about it and that it was like in the 90s uh, and he was saying specific examples of like when Ronald Reagan and I guess George Bush, George H.W. Bush especially when they were in office the media was doing all these stories about homeless people. Like there was this big homeless problem and they it, it, it was... Just all they—they were doing all these special interest pieces about the the homeless problem, and then like the day you know, as soon as Clinton takes office, there's no more, you know, no more uh, um, homeless, you know, like this. The problem got solved. He's—I was a teenager then, so I wasn't aware, uh, you know, wasn't watching the news for these type of things. But from what this Z-man guy is saying, that it was obvious. And it was around that time that they started calling CNN uh, the Clinton News Network because it was an obvious thing. And that, that was kind of the, the a time whenever it was um, that the media really sort of bailed on the idea of even acting impartial. And it was also um, around that time that you, and this was mentioned in the article, that this incestuous relationship with media and like the dnc began where you had um you know basically times where the uh, anchors were quitting their jobs to go work for the dnc and then vice versa you know people from the dnc i mean george uh w- what stephanopoulos is a, a great example i mean he he was one of the um, main Clinton strategist and then the fact that he you know he's he's supposed to just give all that up and come be impartial and and um he's I, I an objective they, he's
1: an objective journalist. He also ran the the Bimbo Eruptions uh room which if you haven't heard of that that was when all these women we coming forward uh, about Bill, you know, like Juanita Broderick and. Right. Uh, what's her name? Paula something or other. I can't remember. Paula Jones. Uh, yeah, there, there was a bunch of them, so, enough yeah. so that they had to form some sort of task squad, and Little Man George had to head that up, the little, right. little dwarfy well, guy that he know, is.
0: apparently, <laughs> when he was the governor of Arkansas, Bill was, he would just like drive around with state troopers and. I don't know if uh he'd pick up randos or if uh you know he would just the, the, there's there's like you know rumors that he would he would go around have the state troopers drive him around and he'd go uh, bang chicks and and I don't know if uh if it was like he was going to meet women but or if he was like actually meeting new women um but you know it's pretty yeah. It
1: sounds like something Bill would be into. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's sleazy stuff. Yeah, and this they, you, you know.
1: There's a lot. There's a lot of different things out there. Like going back to Anderson Cooper, if you've ever looked into his, like he's got an interesting past. Um, you know, his mom is extremely wealthy. She's a Vanderbilt, and his his dad passed away when he was young, and his brother did as well. I mean, there's some. You know, you start looking into some of these people. There's some really odd things. You know, some things that aren't really right out in the open necessarily. You know, that people don't talk about.
0: Well, and that's why when somebody like that gets gets drunk, gets inebriated, you know, loses control. Mm-hmm. They there's the potential for anything. It, it, it's, uh, we're, we're kind of getting, we're going to get into the weeds here for a minute. Um, and that's fine, but I, I have been watching some, uh, some different things on YouTube about just, oh, like MK Ultra stuff and where they, uh, the, the, the weird breakdowns from celebrities of like, you know, um. It's weird when you when somebody puts uh, put makes videos where they put it all together, where you where you kind of see like uh, all of the, th- the things <laughs> where where celebrities have just sort of flipped out, excuse me, um, and, and you put it in context. You know, because it's it's easy for a lot of people just to go. Well, Britney, you know, shaved her hair because um, she's you know she's insane. She's not stable. But then it's like, well, yeah, but why? Like, uh, and and it's similar things that happen to to other um, uh, you know female performers or male performers or these these like random breakdowns that they have. Uh, and, and it, there, uh, there was, um, there was basically a thing where this, this guy was talking about the, the really elite families that they're into some real, you know, weird stuff and that their children are, are, are often subjected to, um, really awful things, uh, that, that, that they have these, uh, sort of uh, you know parties where their kids are abused and ritualistic stuff it's really um, it's really hard to sort of look at that stuff and go okay well what what's <laughs> what's what's real and what's fake and I guess you you don't know but um on on sort of the the light side of it there there's probably just a, a a lot of secrets that's that are kept from those real wealthy families and on the heavy side of it um probably some like crazy Satanist type of stuff I don't know you know uh and uh, so who knows the you know if you're part of the Vanderbilts i mean <laughs> depending on what history book you read um they <laughs> they were a railroad family and like so many of the families that sort of built this country um again it depends on what kind of history book you read but they're either they're either one of the families that helped build the the country or they're this horrible tyrant you know capitalist family that that were responsible for thousands and thousands of deaths and they just took advantage of people and and uh you you see it you see it a lot with with those families too that they will um buy a university, a prestigious university, the Vanderbilts, the Dukes, you know, the some of these different um different families and so that they're uh they're remembered whatever but um it's just interesting well,
1: I but, uh, go ahead. I was going to say why don't you explain to the folks at home what MKUltra is? Um, you
0: know, it, it is depending on the source. And I mean uh, I I'm, I am you know, I'm pretty sure that that uh, it, it has been admitted stuff has been declassified that that um there's been confirmation that that this stuff has actually happened or that there were actual experiments now depending on how far you you think they went but it's basically like a CIA sort of mind control where they would take a they would take a person and um, through uh, drugs and through conditioning that they will and the way that that like the video I was watching was explaining it was, and this is, this is a common thing I guess with wealthy kids too, uh, and, and I'm talking about wealthy, wealthy, but that that they would um, break their psyche to, so that they have multiple personalities, and so uh, the idea, uh, like I said. This stuff can go from the realm of believable to really unbelievable really quickly but I guess in the, in its most sort of basic form MKUltra was was experiments done by the CIA to use like you know hallucinogens to use conditioning and I think what what they were initially trying to do was figure out how to basically program someone so that you could take um You could take somebody from Russia, and you could, uh, um, you know, you could, you could. uh, Let's say you you captured a spy that you could condition that person to go back, and they wouldn't necessarily know that they were an asset, but that uh, trigger words or, you know, a a phrase or something could trigger them to go into an alter personality where it's just like somebody who has split personalities, that that split would be a completely different person and, um, you know, the subject might not have any kind of memory of it. And, you know, I encourage people to sort of do their own research, but I'm, you know, I'm fairly confident that there's confirmation that this stuff was going on now, whether or not it's been you know used on like beyonce is as uh, up for debate, I guess, but it, what's sort of interesting um in these videos where they 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 show you kind of their evidence is is like beyonce talks about having a an alter ego she talks about um there's a person that takes over for her when she's going to perform and there's a pretty famous clip where britney spears is talking to i think she's talking to diane sawyer and um you know diane sawyer says something and britney starts kind of talking to herself and then she says some this weird word she says like stromboli or something like that And then she starts crying and saying she needs to start over. She's like, starts talking back and forth to herself. You know, it's really weird. There's there's a show, a a clip from, like, the Today Show, I think, with whatever show Al Roker's on where uh, they're all sitting there talking and the lady says, Holy Ghost, and he just goes blank. And, 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 you know, again, there's just – Some of this stuff, you you know, it's up for debate whether whether it's evidence or not. But, you know, the idea would be that now they use it for celebrities. And and I guess the concept being that like somebody like Britney Spears that uh, because there's the paparazzi talk about uh, that. They always know they're in for a good time with Britney when she's wearing a pink wig and talking with a British accent. And it's kind of odd, but there's all these video clips of Britney Spears. When she's going kind of nuts, she wears this pink wig and she talks with a British accent. And um, so the idea would be that they would take somebody like Britney. They would fracture her personality into multiple personalities. And so, um, like, it's interesting when she shaved her head and, and flipped out uh they asked her why she did that and she said she was tired of being touched and and apparently once you get to like 27 28 or something like that that your brain chemistry changes and so that's whenever a lot of these um well this video said that's when a lot of the mk ultra will um have these mental breakdowns because they're trying to rebel against their you know their kind of programming but it would be that you know, so you would have Britney Spears, that that's her normal thing. But then that if, um, you know, the elite of the elites, somebody wanted to like have sex with Britney, will you trigger her into one of her alternate personalities? And um, they call it like the trait of like the sex kitten. And and, you know, so then she would be this totally different person and. I don't know. It it's hard to talk about that stuff without dedicating a whole podcast to it, you know. But it's it's interesting stuff. I, I see. I think it's they, and we'll 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 go ahead and get to the Vox Day and Owen Benjamin part of this thing that we want to talk about first because this the idea kind of coincides. Uh, but uh, Owen Benjamin has been. You know, he he has been streaming for like four or five hours at a time and he's talking about how we never went to space. He's wanting people to prove to him that the world is round, which is an interesting exercise because it's not as easy as you think. If you get into the real – this is something that people roll their eyes about, the whole flat earther thing. Um and it's the so whole cognitive dissonance it's but whether or not you believe the earth is round which i, I you know i think that there's um, that this pro- that that's probably what, what, what the case is but it's just it's interesting that it's not as easy as you think to prove the world is round and it, there's actually some different things that point to it not being Um, and again, this is going to be hard to sort of brush over. Um, so I, I won't really get into it. Do your, do your own research. It's, it's kind of interesting, but Owen has been talking about this and somebody sent Vox Day an email that said, Hey, and they, this is one thing that you don't do with like Owen Benjamin and Vox Day is the, um, they call it like concern trolling of saying hey i'm really i'm really worried about you bro you know you 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 just not you're, you're not making sense well somebody sent Vox Day this email of, hey you need to help Owen he thinks the world's flat he's losing his mind i'm really worried about him his whole life is falling apart he's having a psychotic breakdown and like Vox Day's like he did this whole podcast called Owen Benjamin did nothing wrong and he's basically talking about that people with a sort of a higher IQ that once they have, um, once they get into the mindset that the things that they believe aren't necessarily true, that you you begin to sort of um, uh, play these 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 games to test. Well, you know, basically, what can I believe? You know, um, if I if I don't think that we went to the moon. If I feel like that, that is something that, that, that I could have been lied about. Well, and I guess it, it, it just starts off with saying, I don't trust the media. I, I've always trusted the media, but now through my own personal experiences and somebody like Owen Benjamin, who has been lied about, whatever, it just would start with him going, okay, well, I don't trust the media anymore. Okay, well, if I don't trust the media, what could they have lied to me about? And then you get into well, did we go to the moon? And then you can you can sort of uh, and Vox Day was just talking about that intelligent people can entertain an idea and they can sort of follow it through, and it it just ends up being um, a, a mind exercise. So so that basically like Owen Benjamin wants to say, hey, prove to me that the Earth is round. It's not that. <laughs> It's not that he's losing his mind and he's going crazy and whatever. It's that he's at this point where he's questioning everything. He wants to find out. It's just like uh, Descartes. If anybody has been a f- philosophical, if they have ever looked at Descartes, wanted to wanted to he he wanted to prove the existence of God, basically, and so he went through his different meditations. And he was wanting to find out what the most basic truths are. That's where that phrase comes, "I think, therefore I am," because that was the most basic thing that he that was the most basic truth. Everything else could be a lie. I could be be you know, I could be in a dream right now. Um, there an evil demon could be uh, deceiving me all. All these things about the world around him, could, he, he couldn't prove, but he could prove that at least he existed because he thought. And that was – you know that's somebody who is questioning everything uh, to, to try to uh, get a grasp on what's going on around him. Because when you get sort of these things that you've always believed, whenever they – you find out that whatever, for whatever reason, they're not true – then it it can really put you into a thing where you go, okay, well, if all this is a lie, then what else is a lie? And uh, so that was kind of an interesting thing. It's actually really hard to prove the earth is round. Um, uh, There's a lot of the things that are supposed to, you know, um, it used to be like if you looked out on the ocean and you would watch a ship go and they would disappear in the horizon. And people would say, well, that's because of the curvature of the Earth. The ship is disappearing. Well, nowadays they have these like Nikon cameras that can see for miles and miles out. And you have all these videos online of people going, okay, well, this ship just disappeared over the horizon. And then they pull up their camera and you can easily see it. Um, There's a whole thing that like uh, people talk about that pilots – that if the Earth was, um, if there was a curve to the Earth, that it, as you were in a plane, that the nose of the plane would constantly be having to go down, but it's not. The the military, whenever they fire a missile, they don't calculate for the curvature of the Earth. Um, and again, I'm not saying that the Earth is flat, but uh, everything that you can sort of use the curvature of the Earth to describe like the way shadows cast. Um, People that believe that the Earth is flat, they believe that the sun and the moon are both the same size and that they're both a lot closer. You know, if you believe the Earth is round, then it's the whole solar system and the sun is out there and the Earth rotates around the sun. But the people that believe that the Earth is flat... If you could just imagine what like a game – if you set a game board out, like a like a, a board game, and if you had a sun and a moon that were both right over the top, and they both rotated in a circle, and it's actually kind of crazy, um, but all of the same things that, that – all of the same deals with like shadows and stuff. It actually all works the same. Um, so you you go through sort of the normal things that you say. Well, you know, and the Earth is round because of this, this, or this. And uh, there's actually some popular uh, like YouTube scientists, like Vsauce, even like the guys from. Um, oh, I can't think of that – Mythbusters and different things like that. They've actually had episodes where they talk about how hard it is to, to prove the earth is round. Um, it doesn't mean that it's not, but, but it's, you know, it's, this is sort of Owen <laughs> playing this game of saying, well, you've never thought about it. You take this stuff for granted. Don't take anything for granted. And this was something that we wanted to talk about on this was it's really interesting When you look at somebody like Owen Benjamin versus somebody like Ben Shapiro, you know, Owen and Vox Day, they're more interested in being able to talk about the truth than they are about growing their online community. They don't, you know, Owen Benjamin has already been semi famous. um, So he's not trying to do what he's trying to do to become famous or become important. He's just trying to do it so that he can talk about a lot of the things that people will shy away from. And it makes people mad. Even his big-time fans get furious when he starts talking about that we didn't go to space or that the Earth isn't round. Um, and Vox Day just started doing a whole series about how, like, Joe Rogan is not a good fighter, and that um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is like basically just a cuddling thing. That it's a worthless fighting style unless you're in the UFC and all the conditions are controlled all this and his their fans they hear this stuff and they get pissed well what's the response now if you're like ben shapiro or, or or some of these people you you would go okay well look i'm sorry i did that i i don't want i don't want to offend people i won't do that again well but that's not how you get at the truth you have owen benjamin that says oh you're gonna you're, you're pissed at me because I said that we didn't go to the moon? Well, I'm going to make five more videos talking about how we didn't go to the moon. And he's not afraid to drill down on uncomfortable topics. And we have become a society that is very afraid of being uncomfortable. But that's, that's not how you get at the truth of something you know if you're talking to somebody who's a democrat and who is a big bill clinton supporter and you talk to them about why are you okay with bill clinton who was uh, for all intents and purposes a sexual predator you're okay with him but the idea of trump having sex with porn stars makes your skin crawl why and you know those kind of people for the most part would just get angry about it but you know, when we're afraid to become uncomfortable, then uh, we're afraid to, to actually find the truth. I know you've been listening to some more Vox Day. I mean, do you, what do you think about this concept of the Vox Day does the same thing when he did the he did an initial podcast that or a, a live stream that talked about Joe Rogan that you know he wasn't actually a great fighter that he he trains he's in great shape. But that he doesn't actually fight, you know, and uh, it turns out that Vox Day is like the Swiss Army knife of human beings, and he has fought uh, um, among other, you know, everything else that you can do, Um, and it seems like he might have been a fairly proficient fighter, but what do you think about this concept of, you know, uh, not being afraid to offend people, not being afraid to talk about awkward things? Not being afraid to be mocked uh, in in search of the truth.
1: Uh, It just comes down for me, anyway, of questioning the status quo of things and critical thinking, which isn't something that's promoted a whole lot nowadays in any sort of capacity, whether it be school or media. You know, um, everyone wants to be right, you know, uh, so you have. a lot of people saying whatever and, you know, when you question them, you know, they they get upset or, you know, for whatever reason either, you know, I I believe most of the media thinks they have a a self-importance you know, in their minds they're doing this and this and they have these connections, they know these people they've looked into this, they know what's best and when in reality, they're just kind of Getting out on an island by themselves, you know. In a lot of ways, I, I think Washington D.C. is the same way. The majority of these politicians are just, you know, in a bubble. Basically, right. I mean, we're on we're on day twenty four, twenty five of the government shutdown, and you know, in in real life, you know, if I if I never read a a headline on the internet or whatever, I'd never right. know it.
0: Yeah, the and only the only I, effect that we might feel from it is that our tax returns may be a little bit late. Right. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it,
1: re- it really doesn't, you know, something like that, which is promoted as this this terrible thing, you know, things that, you know, the end of the world is coming. Maybe not that drastic, but, you know, there, there are media people that are out there just fretting over the government being shut down over these, you know, these, there are some people who won't get a paycheck. It's not an exorbitant amount either, you know, and they're, and they passed the thing that they're going to get back pay when it's all set through anyway. But then you have the example of, look at how many people lost jobs in the, you know, in the eight years of Obama, you know, how many jobs were lost and not a word was said. It, It was told that, you know, well, this is the new normal, you know, this is just how it's going to be. And Obama's going to manage it for everybody and take care of everybody. And that, you know, when it hits home like that and you start realizing that it's a bunch of BS and you start questioning things that are in the media and, and it may be something like flat earth or something as simple as the weather, you know, I mean, weathermen, they're wrong all the time. So it's It's just a matter of how you look at I guess life and a lot of things in life It's questioning things and thinking about them critically I mean that that's the biggest thing just because somebody tells you tells you something you know my mind automatically starts wondering about well what, what agenda does this person have? why should I believe this person when they tell me that even Vox Day I mean you know when like you were saying he was calling out Joe Rogan and stuff which I thought was hilarious because Joe Rogan kind of has this endearing quality that people seem to find in him, that he's, you know, he's this guy who's down the middle and all this, and they don't take into account that he is in an entertainment um, spotlight. You know, he's trying to appease people on both sides to bump up his viewership or listenership, whatever whatever they use. And so, you know, there's countless examples of him you know, contradicting himself and everything. And, and, and then you have somebody like Vox Day that comes in and, you know, kind of blows up the narrative that he's this great fighter when, and then if you listen to Vox Day, he's, he's right in a lot of ways. I mean, if you're, (laughs) if you're trained in some sort of, of uh, martial arts and, you know, you're, you're in a, a street fight or a bar fight or whatever, people aren't, playing by the rules they're not they don't give a crap they're gonna throw a beer bottle or a chair at you or hit you in the back of the head without you knowing about it so i mean and but then there's also the side of it where you know he's saying all this stuff and like he's in this dojo and you start wondering well is this guy full of crap too you know so (laughs) it's kind of a catch 22 it's it's a confusing type thing at times but i think it's good because then like you said, it, it's all about getting to the truth of things and looking at things in a in a different way um, as to questioning the the status quo, which I, I always think is probably a positive thing. whether you're right or wrong, you at least you know think about it and question. Right. It.
0: Well, <clears throat> it's just a um, you know, people are really distracted these days, and it's, it's hard to become, um, an expert, you know, I mean, uh, you mm-hmm. have to read, and most people, like myself included, I'm, I, I'm just, you know, in college, I used to love to read, like, historical text and things like that, I just, I don't, I read short articles, and, uh, but, you know, it's, <clears throat> there, there's kind of, uh, this, this, concept nowadays where people you just want to sort of yield to an expert no well i trust this guy he's smart uh so i'm just going to push everything that any you know everything that that person says if anybody ever questions me i'm gonna say well don't you know how smart this guy you know don't you know how don't you know how smart don lemon is (laughs)
1: No, I don't. I've no idea. Uh but you know,
0: most of the media people are probably a really bad example, but like uh Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, there's so many people that would argue with you on things that they have no they don't understand. You know, you don't understand the the delicate calculations and everything that goes into the bullshit that that guy talks about. Okay, but you 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 would argue with me till, till till we're both blue in the face if I told you that something that he said wasn't true, and you would just literally be arguing to me his qualifications because, you know, when he makes a um a, a some kind of scientific comment, if if Neil deGrasse Tyson says something that has to do with you know well this 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 particular formula or whatever, well you don't you don't understand it, I don't understand it either you know and he says he understands it you know but i mean somebody could have written it for him but it, it, you know um the 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 idea that we're just going to believe people let them do the work that it takes to be an expert you know and, and not do any anything for ourselves now and it's it's just it's gotten to a point to where Arguments a lot of times are like proxy. You're you're bringing up something you read on the internet that somebody else said. You don't really understand what you're talking about. You see that a lot with people that argue against Trump these days. When you, it's hard to, it's hard to get them pinned down to where they'll actually have a, a rational conversation with you about it. But if you do, a lot of times you can go, well, why do you think that? Or or it's it's actually, it's a testament to how fake the fake news is, but most of the things that people think about Trump are, are lies. You know, I, I can't tell you how, how many people, well, I mean, I can tell you it's not very many people, but um, it's been interesting over like the last few months. I've actually, through work or different things, I've talked to people that have very different political views than I do, and I just asked them i'm like, well hey, I'm just curious you know why do you um dislike trump and they'll they'll give me usually uh a line that's like not true well he uh you know uh he's racist well actually he i mean how do you know he, he's racist and and Either people just sort of cite the media, and you go, "Okay, well, here's here's a picture of him getting a civil rights award with Rosa Parks and Muhammad Ali." How many of those have you gotten? You know, uh, they don't just sort of give those things out to people. You know,
1: uh, they give those out to <laughs> yeah. racists.
0: Yeah, the people that run this <laughs> award are so stupid. You know, <clears throat> and it's it's actually. Uh, Boy, it's it's really almost devastating when you watch, uh, for instance, they had <laughs> – the, oh, my God, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, I just went blank on it. But the congressman from Georgia, the fucking dipshit that
1: – you know, Hank,
0: Hank Johnson. Johnson. Hank, that he legitimately yeah. thought – and this is like even Snopes confirms this – he was worried that they were going to put too much military equipment on Guam and that Guam was going to capsize into the ocean. Okay? Somebody, a human being that's in Congress, actually thought that an island could flip over. Okay? He uh, was speaking in front of, uh, like, an NAACP, you know, he... He's a congressman from, I think, around Atlanta. So he was speaking to some area, you know, NAACP chapter, and he was just making these broad stroke uh, judgments on Trump, and really talking about a threat that doesn't exist. And you know, it's it's really odd because I think you could look back in history. And you know find people that um find African Americans that were civil rights leaders that were some of the more intelligent people you could talk to i mean even people that I don't agree with i I actually sat and talked to very briefly, but Bobby Seals, who was one of the heads of the Black Panthers back in the day uh and he came and spoke at the u of a and I actually ran sound for him. And it was the worst night ever because the sound system, like, wouldn't work. I could not get it to work. He had to end up yelling to these people. And people were fucking pissed. Um, I think I ended up eventually losing my job over that thing. Um, because it was a big stink. But he was actually nice nice about it. And I got to sort of briefly talk to him uh, before all the bad stuff happened. Um, and... What was a really sharp, really intelligent person because I was be getting a history degree at the time and I had want, I wanted to act, act, ask him a couple of questions about um, I was taking a lot of African American history classes uh, because of a specific professor that I really liked and Bobby Seals was very um, you know, he wasn't somebody who uh, you know, he wasn't an idiot but there are, you know, to 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 actually believe that Trump is a racist, to actually believe that he's a Nazi or that he's Hitler, you have to really dumb down your understanding of the world, and so, you know, the fact that the NAACP would have Hank Johnson come talk to them, not because he has anything smart to say, but just because he's in Congress, I mean, it, you know. If you're going to let yourself be deceived on that kind of level, then, um, you know, you're really, uh, I, I, you know, it's always talking about stuff like this. You start getting into real, really um, soggy ground, and so you have to be really careful about what you say. But uh, if if I listen to a good part of that Hank Johnson. Um, speech that he made in front of the NAACP and to believe that kind of stuff you have to be an idiot. You have to literally have uh, blinders over your eyes to where you just think that the world is out to get you. You have to be somebody who is mentally unstable and very stupid and you have to believe that you live in a world where all these forces are out to get you and i can't imagine raising my kids in that kind of environment where um you know you think the boogeyman is around every corner and and in your world white supremacy is a very powerful thing when in reality that's one of the things that i'll ask people that say trump is a racist i'll say how many kkk members do you know how many racists do you know how many people that are just sort of even even sort of mildly uh, openly racist. You know, it's like if Trump is encouraging all this stuff, well well then why isn't it bubbling up to the surface? You don't you don't see it. You're not seeing KKK marches across the nation. You're not seeing, you know, the 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 stuff that they conjured up in Charlottesville was 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 laughable. And the fact that the media keeps citing that as if it was a big thing that happened you know, um, it's just it's it's laughable. Uh, um, so I don't know, you know, but I, I think at the end of the day, you know what 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 we're talking about. Just sort of the main the main point of it is that there's a lot of there there are a lot of important things going on right now in our country that are uncomfortable to talk about, um, and. That's why things I think devolve so quickly into name calling is because if you're uncomfortable talking about something, you don't want to talk about it or you don't fully understand the, the, uh, the, the, the topic, then you just really quickly uh, decide, well, I'm just going to say that you're a racist idiot and then I don't even have to deal with this conversation. I'm just going to say that you, you know, you are this or you are that. And that's what they do to the Owen Benjamin, Vox Day, these people. Whenever they try to get into these, even people that are their fans go, "Dude, you're 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 psycho. I'm worried about you." It's like, "Why why are you worried about <laughs> you know, uh, uh somebody like that who is exploring things, who is not afraid to ask these these crazy crazy questions?" Because if you're too afraid to ask – if you're too afraid to get into a conversation with somebody where you have to prove the world is round, if that is too much for you, then what – how are you going to feel when you get to the genuinely difficult things? If you're so – that's the thing that always this doesn't get me or I, I, don't, I don't get. We Neil deGrasse Tyson, it, 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 like when he was on Joe Rogan and Joe was starting to talk about some of this moon stuff. Neil deGrasse Tyson just got angry and it's like, dude, if it's so easy, then, then this should be something you should slap down. It should be like playing basketball against third graders. You know, well, this is fun. I'm just going to destroy you. You know, if, if this is what you believe is a premise, if it's such a dumb idea, uh, then 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 you should have all of these substantial facts but the reason that these people get angry is because um you know they're afraid to ask certain questions and then there are things that are not so cut and dry uh and and there's a reason that they are a popular conspiracy theory because it's not easy you have to rely largely on and this is sort of interesting but Faith, you have to have faith that that this stuff happened. You have to have faith that stuff that you didn't even see. Did you see the moon landing? I didn't. I wasn't alive. Uh, I didn't even see it on TV. I've I have only seen tapes that in within my lifetime could have easily have been, um, you know, doctored and made up. So. You know, you just have to have this amount of faith that okay, well, I just I just have uh, faith in, in in Neil deGrasse Tyson because what he's saying isn't isn't based in in any real fact that I can test. I just sort of have to believe that 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 he knows what he's talking about. Um, but you know, it it would be interesting to talk about some of this stuff and to really get into more of a. To, to to do a whole podcast or two, where we get into some some conspiracy type stuff and kind of get in the weeds with it because it's it's uh, it's fun just to talk about this stuff. I mean, it, it's fun to look at the world in a different way, and and to sort of imagine that things are different than what you think they are. It's a it's a good exercise for your brain to to sort of. Look around and go. Okay, well, this is how I look at the world. What if it's not like this? You know, what if there's all this stuff going on that I don't know about? And just the ability to be able to put yourself there, you know, um, is valuable. And and if you can't do that, if you can't handle the possibility that everything is not what you think it is, then that says a lot about where you're at. And, you know, there may come a time where that really uh, where that where that really hampers your ability to grow as a person. Or maybe Jesus comes, (laughs) you know, Jesus shows up because it talks about the end times of the Bible that Jesus is going to come and there's all these miracles are going to happen, but people still aren't going to believe. And that is largely, I think, going to come down to people's, you know people's ability to to go to perceive something that breaks all the rules of of what they they have always believed but moving right along here um another thing that i wanted to talk about or well, that we want to talk about is uh um, uh i have this conservative um radio app it's actually pretty handy to have and it i can it's it's kind of i don't know you know, it's not an iHeartRadio deal, but it's it's basically where I can find, you know, it lists like uh, Laura Ingram, Glenn Beck, Rush Limbaugh, Sean Handy, Michael Savage, and um, Mark Levin, and, and it also does Alex Jones. Um, but it, it lets you listen to, you know, it, whether it's a station out of Las Vegas or Chicago or D.C. or whatever, you can find uh, and listen to any of these conservative hosts, and uh, I know that there, this whole transition between Shapiro and, and Michael Savage has already happened, but on this app, they're not offering Shapiro, uh, which I think is cool. They're still just offering Michael Savage, and so I was... Uh, kind of listening, I, I'm not a big Michael Savage fan, to be honest with you, but I, I was kind of listening, I was kind of curious of what he was going to say the other day whenever this transition happened. And they have these uh, uh, they have these commercials that i it's like they're on every conservative radio station. One of them has this it's like a health minute with a Dr. Sanjay Gupta and so this this doctor who uh I think you've said before he's like a TV doctor. He's not an actual he's not practicing anywhere. He's like a guy who goes on uh <laughs> goes on like Good Morning America and you know uh he he he's a, um he's a TV doctor. Uh not that he's I think he obviously actually is a doctor but but um you know he
1: Yeah, he's one, he's one of these sh- I call him show doctors. I mean, yeah, he's a doctor. He's—I'm sure he's been a practicing doctor. He still may be some, but you know, when TV or radio come calling, he's—you know—first in right. line. He's been all—he's been all over, like everywhere, all these mainstream media places for many years. Well, and, way,
0: and what what he was saying the other day was it was this this deal where he started. To, I guess he's black or something, maybe. And it was talking about how, you know, when he was young, that there wasn't – he didn't see a whole lot of black people as doctors. There wasn't any uh, books by um, black people inspiring him and that, you know, he had a hard time being inspired because he didn't have people that looked like him doing these things. And I just thought – um what a what a silly, stupid, ignorant way to look at the world, um. As if, you know, as if you cannot be inspired uh, by another human being unless they like have the same skin color as you. I mean, that's that's racism. See, here's a good test for for something if it's racism, is is whether or not you could say it as a white person, (laughs) what if a white doctor went on and goes, you know what? Uh, I'm concerned that a lot of kids nowadays, there's too many black people on TV and that a lot of these white kids aren't going to be able to be inspired to do so. You know, here's, and this, this, I think is a great example of why this is stupid. Okay. Because there may be people that would go, well, I, you know, I, you know what? I mean that makes sense. There needs to be more African American role models, and and uh, you know uh, that, that. But okay, so if you're okay with that, would you be okay with uh, if I said, "We well, you know what? There's not enough white people, white men in the NBA. I don't think that enough white kids, young white children, are are going to be inspired." To, to be an NBA player. So we need more white people in the NBA. Because this Sanjay Gupta guy said, it, he sort of ended his thing with a plea that look, if you're black or if you're a person of color, write a book. And it's like, unless you have something interesting to say, you don't need to write a book based on your skin color. I mean, that's, that's, that's the, again, the height. Of ignorance the idea that like maybe there's a white person out there who wants to write a book and you go you know what bud there's already too many of you we need for that same book to be written by somebody who's black that would be better off for the world you know um and that that would be basing (laughs) basing off your skin color and and to me that's just the height of ignorance it's, it It would be like if a white kid goes, you know what? Um, I just can't be inspired by this Michael Jordan guy or you know, Kobe Bryant or LeBron James or whoever. I, I'm just not inspired by them. You know, bullshit. When I was a kid, my favorite player was Scottie Pippen. I, I used to go pretend I was Scottie Pippen. I didn't think anything about um the fact that he was black and I wasn't, I mean, as I got older, the reality set in that like, I'm not six, seven. And I, <clears throat> my vertical is for shit. Um, but you know, the idea that there needs, we need to, we need to put more white people in the NBA because then it would <clears throat> be a better represent. Cause honestly, um, you know, the, the largest percentage Uh, uh, in this country are white people and white men make up like half of that. So if you really wanted the NBA to be a reflection of, of, uh, of the country, it would be predominantly white, but that, that would be terrible. The, the, you know, the skill level of the NBA would drop dramatically. It wouldn't be good because that's the thing about sports is like the cream rises to the top, and you you know you you have this skill level that 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 has been you know raised, and uh, you know the if you want to say all people are equal, well you you can't look at the NBA and make that make that assumption, because obviously black guys are in some areas a lot more athletically inclined just naturally they they they're can jump higher they're taller they're faster so we're not all just exactly the same uh you know and and so unless you're okay with your you know the nba just importing white guys um then i think it's really ignorant to go into other areas and go well you know what we need more black doctors if you're white and you want to be a doctor why don't you just take a chill pill Because we need a black person, whether or not they're qualified, whether or not this is, it's this is also kind of, and I'm sort of all over the place, but it's also tied into the this notion of like uh, that, um, you know, that women and men need to be both equally represented. Because uh, I want to say that it's like Norway or something like that. It's one of these Norwegian co- co- countries where they have made it where everything is 100% equal and turns out that even you know in this country where um, they've made it where you know women and men are can all do the exact same things that women still largely gravitate to certain fields men largely gravitate to certain fields and it just has to do with like personal interest Uh, You know, so uh, I don't know, you know, as somebody who has a white child, you know, how, how does this, how, how do you kind of feel on the idea that, that maybe your, your son might be discouraged from doing certain things based purely on the color of his skin and, and not on his intelligence, his skill, his interests you know how how does that sort of make you feel
1: um i guess I don't know it it motivates me actually i mean i I don't let i don't know what you would call it pop culture I don't know the the trends what's ever popular at the time way of thinking you know again i've i guess you know I have to thank God for blessing me. I feel like with this, sometimes it gets me in trouble. Though this just kind of automatic response to to status quo stuff and and things where I just don't accept, you know, stupid things like what you were talking about. Like, you know, the uh, a good example again, sports. is always a good example for me, in my opinion, because it's it's there. I mean, you can't dispute, right? You know. Like, if Michael Jordan, if I'm playing Michael Jordan and he, you know, would obviously beat me by however many points he wanted to, you know, there's no like disputing that. There's no like, well, it's an unfair advantage because of this, that, or the other. But you know what I mean? It's like, oh, he's obviously taller, better, more athletic than I am. So you you get into that. God made
0: him to be good at basketball and he did not make you, you know, in that same way. Right.
1: And, and so you get into stuff like, you know, if you cruise the ESPN website, you know, there's a lot of stories that, um, you know, like these, there's been some black coaches fired in the NFL. And, you know, they're, they're raising the question, you know, is this okay? Well, if you look at their records, you know, for example, Hugh Jackson is like 11, he's won 11 games and lost 44 in his career. That's that's a bad that's record. That's impressive,
0: you know. Um,
1: that he was in
0: the NFL, and that if, if nothing else, that's a testament to his skin color that he was able to go eleven right. and forty four.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, so the the proofs in the in the pudding, so to speak. I mean, that the NFL, which deals with millions and millions and millions of dollars, is not going to keep investing in a guy who loses, you know, basically um 4 fifths of his gang of his career i guess would be a rough math estimate there so and then there's other things like uh the you know the the black quarterback or whatever you know they they talk about things like that which it's fine to yeah, talk we about we need but, more black quarterbacks you know, after you,
0: like like right. there's black quarterbacks that are out there qualified <laughs> right. and the people the, the NFL teams mm-hmm. are going you know what i really need a quarterback I know this guy's really good but he's he's fucking black and I just don't want to hand right. my team over to a, to one of those darkies you know like that nobody's yeah, he, out there saying that the, the 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 quarterback position is one of the more starved positions out in the NFL right now and they're going to give any and everybody a chance uh, but these people like these ESPN guys or whatever they don't want a fair chance they want they go well You know, if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna allow Christian Ponder to to you know play out a whole season, when when he obviously is not good, then that must mean that you just it's just because he's white. (laughs) Lamar Jackson should get you know he should get three full seasons to see if he blossoms because it'll just be cooler for us to know that there's another black quarterback out there. You know, it's just I, I think that what people need to start doing is turning that stuff back on, on them, you know, just, just like the, you know, the more these ESPN people want to make these stupid, stupid, um, declarations of race go, okay, well, you know what, let's diversify. If diversity is our strength, let's get some more white guys in the NBA, you know, let's, let's, let's get some more, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, six three you know uh white guys that can't quite dunk but they can shoot some threes and uh you know we need hey you know what let's lower the goal about a foot i think that would make where a lot more <laughs> white guys could go out there and actually dream of uh having a more of a substantial impact um, you know, it's just it's it, it, they you know those same people because if and we've talked about this before, if you just go ahead and play their logic against them, then then they end up getting backed into a corner. And you go okay? Well, let's let's get more white guys in the NBA. Well, it's a you know it's not uh, uh, well. I mean, diversity is our strength. You know, There's, diversity is our strength. So the NBA is not very diverse as it compares to like baseball or even the NFL, um, we need more black guys in hockey, more white guys in the NBA, you know, and they go, well, uh, uh, you know, it's not, well, hey, we're all equal. <laughs> we're all, we're all hundred percent equal. So uh, it shouldn't matter what, what, what's what the skin color of the guy in the NBA is because we're all, you know, that stuff doesn't, uh, sports is one of those, one of those areas. And I, I think that there's a lot more in life that's like that that people are just not willing to admit. Like I think business is, is like that. I think that there are people that that were born to um, be in the business world and, and they 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 have that drive. Those Gavin McInnes talks about it all the time. The guy who will basically you know, for whatever reason. And I'm sure that in a lot of cases they feel like they're doing what's best for their family. But they're gone all the time. You know. Uh they're uh they're they're constantly working or flying to different cities or whatever, these fathers that that that, that are just not present uh in, in the home because they're out uh You know, they're out uh, becoming the CEO of a company. I I just saw where Jeff Bezos is getting a divorce. You know, well, I wonder why. It's probably because he's fucking gone all the time. He's, you know, one of the wealthiest men in the world. But obviously that's not enough for his wife to just um, have the have the Bezos credit card. Um, (laughs) You know, she wants somebody who's I don't I'm not going to make speculations about their marriage, but. You know, most people, um, and and so there's a lot of women who would not do that. They would not sacrifice. Um, you know, even even my wife, who she works a ton, but whenever she is uh, home, she is, uh, you know, and and she's will work long hours, but then when she's home, she will uh, be all about the kids. She, I, I there's a lot of times I wish that she would be um, more interested in you know uh, sort of taking care of herself uh, and 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 taking time into after work but the minute she walks into that door and, and if it's something important if my daughter is going to have a you know we just got her into tumbling if she's gonna have a big humbling thing. Well, if it comes down to well, am I gonna stay a few more hours at work, or am I gonna leave a little bit early and go see this this thing that that, that I'm not gonna mess with my daughter? Well, she's gonna choose the family. But but there's a lot of uh, more business oriented people out there um, that that would say you know no, I'm I'm. It's more important for me to go you know do this, and so. In that case, all things are not equal. If you're looking who to promote to a to a you know a CEO or a CFO or whatever in that position, who who do you want? Do you want the guy who um, the company is that is 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 more important than their family even, or do you want the person who is constantly trying to uh, you know juggle things and? It's just nobody's equal. We don't even have the same. This is what, if you listen to like Thomas Sowell, they, we don't even want the same things. You know, we, we have people have different interests. They, they want to get to different places. Um, they have different uh, um, mindsets of, of what is acceptable. Uh, you know, this is the kind of house that I want and the kind of car that I want. And so I'm willing to sacrifice to get there. And then another person goes, well, you know what? I'm not willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to accept a smaller home and a less expensive car. and uh, uh, You know, all of these sort of characteristics that you just find out, um, you know, through the course of, of, uh, uh, you know, of a job or whatever. I just, it's, to sum this up skin color you know it, it 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 shouldn't be as important as it is we've we've really regressed as a nation we've we've gone to things the obamas really ushered in this time of aesthetics and you just look like you you know uh, i don't have to i don't have to know anything about you i just have to know what you look like I can't be inspired by you unless you look like me. I, I couldn't look at a white person. See for me, my my brothers and sisters we're all dark-skinned. We, our, our heritage is like all over the place. So who 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 do I get inspired by then? Because there's really not many people out there that are like me. you know and so I'm just fucked. I, I better be inspired by myself. I'm the oldest. Um, of the family, uh, you know, identity politics is so, um, you know, it's so, uh, uh, it's just a veneer, and that's why there's no depth to it. And whenever you try to drill down and get to the truth, there's there's nothing there. There's a there's a hard shell on the outside, and then when you try to crack that open, it's just you know, it's a hollow thing. Like um like one of those you buy those chocolate bunnies for your kids at Easter and you think, wow, this is a solid thing of chocolate and then they break it open and it's just a, you know it's all empty in the inside. It's like what the fuck? I paid all this money for you know, like one one fifth of the chocolate I thought I had. Or a bag of chips. Or a bag of it's chips. Same yeah. concept. Um well Dave, um you have anything uh that you want to talk about sort of in closing, I, I, you know, we, we kind of got off on a thing in the beginning of this, so we didn't necessarily get to spend the time <clears throat> that it's probably worth talking about some of these things. But um, this is stuff I think we'll probably continue to come back at in different podcasts because it's, it's just so relevant and it's constantly being shoved in our face, you know, our face these days, but you have anything uh, in 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 closing that you wanna that you wanna talk about? I just
1: you know I want to let everyone know that we'll be praying and thinking about you through this government shutdown, <laughs> and you know the world's not going to go up in flames because of the government shutting down. So well, and I just want everyone to calm down and it'll be okay.
0: <laughs> well, and and you know that's like Mark Meadows, he's a really great follow um it, you know if you're um unfortunately i keep coming back to twitter uh but he's a great follow cuz he just talks about how you know there's no this isn't a negotiation because the democrats are not, they haven't budged an inch they they were zero at the wall and they're still at zero at the wall and until they decide they're going to come to the table uh then then there's nothing to be done and i, I think that you know um much to the media's chagrin, this is a popular issue for Trump and people. The longer he sticks it out, the worse it's going to be for the Democrats. Plus, you have – and we'll maybe we'll talk about this next time because um, we've got to wrap it up here. But uh, the New York Times put out an article where they're basically trying to absolve the FBI leadership for the FISA abuses and and the different things like that, and they basically – um, put out a report saying that the FBI opened this investigation in Trump after Comey was fired, which we all know that the FISA stuff happened before. Uh, and I think this is just largely backfired in their face. And Mark Meadows was talking, basically said as much that they did this to try to absolve them, but now it has backfired. And so um, this, th- these two years that I think a lot of people have expected to be really challenging for Trump. He's starting them off with, um, a couple, uh, w- what I think are, are winning, um, you know, winning topics for him. This shutdown, I think is good for him. And I think that the more the New York times tries to run interference for the FBI, I think that's good for him. So we'll, we'll, we'll try to talk about that next time. Um, In the meantime, thanks for listening. Um, Do yourself a favor and be inspired by people that don't look like you because uh, it's not about what you look like. It's your experiences. Uh, Real quick, this was something I I forgot to to bring up, but just, you know, this, this happens all the time when people talk about that they need representation like in Congress that looks like them. But let me ask you: Who represents you? Let's say that you're from a poor um, African American neighborhood or re, you know part of the city. You know you live in Chicago, and you've grown up in poverty all your life. Now, who represents you more? A white person who grew up right down the block from you, or Barack Obama, who is a gazillionaire? Who who, who represents you more? You know, it's not always cut and dry, and just because somebody looks like you doesn't mean that they have had any experiences uh, that would that would give them any kind of a perspective on what you're going through. So um, with that, uh, for Magadave and Glenn Keck, thanks for listening. Y'all have a good day.